Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for being here today. And we are broadcasting live from the Universal Broadcasting Network Studios in Hollywood, California. I'm so pleased that you're here with me. However you're listening or watching, today your timing is perfect. And just to let you know all the different ways that you can be a part of the show, we go live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific on UBN Radio Channel 1. So that's UBNRadio.com Channel 1 or on my Facebook uh, page, which which is facebook.com slash Trisha Carr Charm. And so if you already catch us live and you're wondering, hey, I missed this one Sunday because it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. And if you are missing this show because you spent it with your mother, we'll bless you. <laughs> if you are able to catch us with your mother, we'll bless your mother too. And uh, so if you want to catch it in an archived, um, you can actually find it on my Facebook page, but it's actually easier to find it on YouTube. And um, my YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. And it's T-R-I-C-I-A-C-A-R-R. And so I put the video episodes up on my YouTube channel the next day. And there's also other kinds of videos up there. I do all kinds of videos between like 7 and 10 minutes or 20 minutes even teaching different spiritual topics. However, I am moved or inspired by spirits. Sometimes I do something like an energy download that comes through on a video. So do please subscribe, like, and share on the YouTube channel. And then, of course, the audio archives go out on podcast streams. So you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker, I believe. Uh, just look for Charmed Life with Trisha Carr. And it, it, the more that you join in this by downloading, subscribing, and leaving reviews and all that kind of stuff, the more than we can actually take this conversation to more people because, you know, it actually aggregates it higher in the search engines and stuff. So um, thank you for participating in this conversation about spiritual awakening and mindful living, which is the topic of today's show. And my guest is uh, an amazing coach and um, intuitive. She, um, it, Her clients appreciate working with her because she brings a broad range of in-depth skills to the work that she does with each of those clients. And also because she has a successful podcast called Mindful Living, Mindful Living Spiritual Awakening. Her skills include mindfulness, mind-body coaching, adult development, and relationship development, as well as her having a background in coaching, psychology, and personal development. Her name is Mary Jo, and she has six years of in-depth energy healing training at the Barbara Brennan School for Healing, and as well as her own lifelong intuitive and spiritual development and her work with her spirit guides. So as a result, she often blends personal and professional development and energy field awareness in her work with clients. And again, her name is Dr. Mary Jo Puglio. Thank you for being here, Mary Jo. Thank you very much, Tricia. I am delighted to be here today. Thank you for the invite. Oh, it's a pleasure. I really love your podcast. Mary Jo's podcast is really intelligent and really just covers a broad range of whatever topic she is covering for that episode. Um, just, I mean, you do, and you have the show notes, you have actually the transcript of the mm -hmm. podcast available, which I think is brilliant because it's so packed full of so much education that it's, it's great to listen to, I think, and then go back and look at the transcript, look at all the different areas that she offers uh, for educational resources, and then listen to it again. That's what I would say. How do you like that? I'm I'm telling people to listen to it at least twice. 
And I get a lot of emails. People do listen to it at least twice because there is so much that I offer. Um, And it takes a while to take it in and to really integrate what I offer in each episode. It's really dense. It is. I I remember you said when we had our pre-meeting, you mentioned that it takes you about 40 hours to prepare a podcast episode. Is that right? Um, it's about 40 hours a week. Oh, oh, and okay. And I do this every other week. Oh, okay. So it's about 80 hours. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, between 60 and 80 hours. Yeah. Yes. So um, really, uh, I cannot recommend it more highly. Um, you can find her on, well, pretty much all of the podcast outlets, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Quite a few of them. Um, so actually, can you tell everyone your how to find you? Because I like to do that at the top of the show and the bottom of the show, and sometimes I forget to do it at the top of the show. <laughs> tell folks how they can find you, and they can listen to the rest of your of our episode here, fall in love with you, and then they'll want to be reminded how to find you. <laughs> awesome. Um, the easiest way is to go to my website, maryjopulio.com, M-A-R-I-J-O-P-U-L-E-O.com. Um, and also sign up for the email list. Um, and occasionally I send out emails with reminders, mm-hmm. uh, but that's pretty much the easiest way to find me. Yeah. And you have your podcast up on there as well. And then all of the different services that you provide. Mm-hmm. So, well, now then, if you don't mind, why don't you go let people into your world? Tell us about your journey and the work that you're doing. Uh, thank you. I, you know, I started out a pretty typical life. Um, worked in corporate for a long time. I was a management consultant. Um, underneath or hidden, I always had these intuitive gifts that I would use, but always in secret. <laughs> um, and for example, when I was a management consultant, I would show up at a company and after about three days, I'd say, you know, you got a lot going on over here. You got this happening over here and you got that happening over there. And and people would look at me and they're like, how do you know all of this? <laughs> right. <laughs> And I'd say, I don't know. I just kind of know. Like I was noticing on so many different levels, partly intuitive. Yeah. Did you realize, um, did you realize that it was a, like an intuitive gift or did you, because I know for myself in particular, I didn't realize it was different. Like how I was perceiving things was really different. I knew was, I was different from people, but I didn't realize, you know, I didn't identify it as like kind of this intuitive sensing that other people maybe weren't as conscious of. Does that make sense? Were you aware of it? It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I... You know, I think some of it was I had a little bit of a sense of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember years ago going on the Internet and trying to find out more about it. And mm-hmm. I did in these chat groups, you know, this is long before Facebook. I'm that old. Um, and I would get in these chat groups and people would be talking about crystals and, mm-hmm. you know, ascended masters and angels. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, it's not me. And I would run <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't own my gifts. Mm-hmm. I knew there was something happening, but I couldn't own it. Like it was so overwhelming yeah. to see what other people were doing. And I was just like, oh, no, 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 that's not me. Mm. And so there was always this little base level of awareness of what I was doing. I knew I was a light worker, but I didn't really know what that meant. Mm. Um, and through the, you know, along the way, I found other people who were sort of similar, but it, I was really corporate. Mm. Interesting. And every time you went a little woo, people were like, yeah, that, that, yeah, that social conditioning of, no, I'm not supposed to be tricked by things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd run back in my hole, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'd go back to doing it in the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, my gifts were really opening up for me, but it was really intrusive. 
Oh. Like I'd be sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden I could feel a person and they're getting all emotional and going off the rails and I'm trying to concentrate on my work and I, you know, I'm, I have this telepathy thing going. I didn't know it was telepathy. I just yeah. had this thing going. Um, and it just got so overwhelming. I actually shut it all down at mm. one point. Oh, interesting. I could, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then around the same time I got fired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, it was an interesting experience at, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of ego stuff going on with me. Mm-hmm. And I was always, you know, I had to be like one of the top employees and I always had to make sure I was so afraid on the inside that I had to make sure everything on the outside looked good. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 I think that's very common, yeah, especially for our light worker. I mean, we tend to be perfectionist on this outside part because, yeah. you know, we're very sensitive to, we're, I'm sure we're going to be talking about our energy bodies because that's a, a lot of your work. But I think we're very sensitive in all areas of our, our energy body, like all of our chakras. So our root chakra is just as sensitive. And the root chakra and the crown chakra work together. So the root mm-hmm. chakra is like we have to make sure we're extremely safe so that we can have our spiritual awakening. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. We can own it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in the list of the bad things that could happen to me, getting fired was like wasn't even on the list. Oh, you didn't expect so, it at all, right? No. What I mean? mm. When it happened to me, um, you know, it really kicked the can down the road. It was a huge wake-up call to me. Wow. You were that, ambushed, basically. Um, I had some serious work to do. And there was just so much that came up with all of that. Mm. Um, that for six months, I'm not kidding, every morning, I would stand at the coffee maker and I would, I had two batons in my hand Mm. and one baton said, this will define me. And the other one said, um, make this the defining moment. Oh my goodness. And every day, no kidding for six months, I had to put down the baton that said this would define me. And I had to mentally pick up the, the baton that said, make this a defining moment. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Uh, and for about two years, I mean, I really had this invisible coat of shame mm. oh about goodness. what happened. And, uh, you know, my ego wasn't done. So I had to go out and prove that, you know, all the things that they fired me for were wrong. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's all schizophrenic, crazy stuff. Sure. And I sustained that for about two, maybe two and a half years until I just couldn't do it anymore. Did you get another job in corporate? world or you um as soon as I got fired all my consultant friends said yay you're back okay and I was on three proposals that week oh okay oh interesting so it wasn't even for want of um sustaining yourself it was for needing to work out your ego and work out those sensitivities in your ego that it was so uh, it took you two years to become to get over it right it did. Mm-hmm. And I, I started getting messages that said, clear your calendar as of January. Mm. I think it was January 2008. It's, it kept saying, clear your calendar. And I'm like, what? clear my calendar? What does that mean? <laughs> so, of course, what did I do? I ignored it. I signed another two-month project extension. And it was like running through thick glue. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. It was so hard to do that work. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. So I finished that and then I bought a partnership in a company 
because, of course, you know, I had to prove them wrong still. I was still <laughs> holding on to that. Um, and then we closed the company three months later, oh. lost my investment. Oh, my goodness. And it was finally then I went on a sabbatical and it was supposed to be for 30, year, 30 days. And I had a, some wise friends who said, no, 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 you need to do this for a year. And I'm like, a year? I can't do this for a year. They said, no, you can't do it for 30 days. You have to do it for a year. Mm. So I trusted the synchronicity. I took a one-year sabbatical. And in that time, um, first of all, everybody kept saying, what are you doing? <laughs> are you writing a book? Are you, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I mean, I took a lot of workshops and all of a sudden energy healing just sort of popped up. Right. Fascinating. So I started doing work around that. And um, I wrote a blog called One Year in the Making Beautiful. where I chronicled, chronicled my journey. Mm -hmm. And it was a great unfolding and really helped me to let go of a lot of things. Oh, beautiful. And at the end of that, I actually signed up for the Brennan School for Healing um, because I started taking energy workshops and I was freaked out because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this stuff? What am I doing? <laughs> so I had to, you know, my mental thing, I had to go learn more. So sure. I spent four years and then another two years there. And as I came out of it, um, I knew in my final year there was something I needed to do. Mm. I didn't know what. Something I needed to do. And it turns out it was cast. The podcast. It broke. The connection broke up a little bit. So uh, the podcast is what came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and it, again, my nephew was like, no, 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 you want to do a podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast? And a friend <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, a podcast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And you're like, and well, that, I'm going to pay attention this time. Last time it was like walking through glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It really, yeah, it really was. And I, you know, the podcast has been a great unfolding, not only for listeners. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm at, I'm at about three, um, three quarters of a million downloads, mm. about 750. I'll probably be at about a million uh, by the time I finish. Um but it's one of those things that you work the content and the content works you. Yes. Well, that's just, that's what it's like working with clients. I mean, you're together with your hearts open receiving, um, you know, yeah. this divine flow. And that's why at the top of my show, I was saying, when you participate, you participate by listening. You're participating in this conversation. You're contributing your energy and your light to it. Absolutely. And when I'm writing, you know, and one of the things I, I, um, I actually found out that I love seclusion. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Well, you're very sensitive and, and that's, that's the case for very sensitive people. And we become even more sensitive and that's mm -hmm. not a bad thing, by the way, it's not a bad thing to become more sensitive. Um, I think the world tells us that being sensitive or too sensitive is somehow a bad thing, but, um, it doesn't mean you become a hermit and you can't go out in the world. Right. It just, but it does mean you're quite satisfied with a much less stimulation, outside mm -hmm. stimulation. So that's, that's a great thing. It means you're, you taste more, you, you feel more, you see more. Um, and I, I, that's, I think you have a broader uh, extent to being able to perceive. Agree? I agree with that. And there's another thing that I learned through the podcast. 
is, you know, especially with personal development, we would like to think, oh, there's things I want to fix, things that are wrong, you know, I got to be better, right? And what I learned is how to take those unique personality characteristics and turn them into traits, things that are mm. unique about us. Yes, I like that. Kind of like the low vibration or the high vibration is how you could look at any trait or if if it's a, a quirk or something or if you see it as a problem then you're just seeing the low vibration version mm-hmm. of it maybe right oh i'm so sorry to interrupt by the way ken i let everyone know that we are taking calls if you're listening or watching live <laughs> 323-524-2599 so uh, sorry continue with that <laughs> talking about the traits um and so what i did is i really came to this recognition of in my solitude I literally am talking to people as I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. I'm really talking in my head as I'm writing and I'm I'm literally talking to who's ever listening. Yes, I know what you mean. I can yeah. feel that as well. Isn't that beautiful? And so it's it's now a way that um I'm able to let people into my solitude. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It's because of that telepathic component. You you recognize now, whereas before, you were taking in too much information because you didn't really have conscious awareness of what your gifts and your abilities and your sensory perception was. And now you're so aware of it, you can feel it in that high vibrational way. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, and w- you know, when I write the script, so it allows me to take time to really integrate, think about what, you know, what I'm trying to communicate, what I really want the listener to get, Mm. you know, when the key takeaways, and even when I'm reading it, like I really go into this energetic place Mm -hmm. and speak from that place. Beautiful. Of centered, restful, like this beautiful energetic um, place that I love to be in that I even transmit it or read it or, you know, whatever from that place as well. It definitely comes across. And in all time and space, yeah, absolutely. In all time and space, you know, time and space is an illusion. And mm-hmm. so that um, energetic uh, con- conduit that you're activating, anytime anyone listens, it's it still works. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we do have, we have a call. Would you like to take a call, Mary Jo? Sure, I would love that. Great. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Tiffany. Tiffany? Yes. Hi, Tiffany. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Long Island, New York. Great. Well, thank you so much. We have Mary Jo Puglio on on the air with us, too. Do you have anything on your mind that you want to ask or talk about? What's on your mind today, Tiffany? Um, I was just wondering how to develop my intuitive abilities. I feel like I'm on the surface of actually understanding them, but I don't really know if it's actually right okay. <laughs> or if it's just in my mind. What a great question. Mary Jo, what do you think? What do you have for Tiffany? Oh, so much I could say about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um Intuition is a lot of noticing. I mean, really noticing the information that you're taking in. Um, The good news Mm -hmm. is that there's actually uh, a lot of science 
that validates our intuition. Mm -hmm. The number one episode of my podcast is called What You Sense is Real. And I talk about research and applications. And uh, throughout the podcast, I talk about ways that you can develop your intuition and hone it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it really starts with noticing. And then the second piece is really about um, how you hold that information. Mm -hmm. And that's the personal development maturity piece that comes along with it. And so we get very excited, especially in the beginning, that, wow, that was true. I knew that. I sensed that. I found, I saw that. Um, and then being able to hold that information for yourself and possibly for the other in a way, one that doesn't freak them out, because I've had clients say things to me like, how do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you don't want to scare them. Um, but it just becomes like another piece of information you know, if you were an expert in reading body language and you were talking to somebody, you would be noticing a lot about their body language and what the possible meaning of how they use their hands, how they nod their head, where they, what they do with their eyes. It becomes part of the whole way of taking in another person. And it just mm -hmm. adds more, uh, more information for you to notice and to be able to receive that person. Um, and so there's a lot of um, very specific things and ways that you can develop your intuition, ways that you can practice. Um, and even, you know, like I used to do things like I would go sit in a park and I would talk to the trees. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and believe what the information that comes forth. That's a big part of the kind. That's that's kind of like the personal development part because it's validating yourself. And over time, you right. learn to trust the information more and yes. more. That really, really comes with experience. And the best are, they say, 80% accurate. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if you're not 100%, okay. like, you're, you know, no one's 100%. Yeah. Right? And so that's why you want to hold it gently because they're, I hold them as hypotheses. Like, hmm, I got this little bit of information. I wonder what this means. I wonder what this says about the person. I wonder what this says about me or the situation. And it leads me to be more curious, um, not that I sort of hold a, hold it with stranglehold and say, oh, no, 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 this is what I got. And this is, you know, this is what it is. Um, you just allow it to keep blending into what you know or what you're sensing. And if you think about it, when we have a conversation between, you know, just with another person, just a speaking regular conversation, if we understood 80% of what the other person said, that would be a pretty good, <laughs> would be a pretty good record, I would think. Right. So, and not only that, but when we are doing something where we're sensing something intuitively, and let's say there's another person that we are presenting it to and saying, this is what I'm getting, like in the case of a reading or something, there's also a lot of, a lot of times that they don't recognize it. Sometimes it comes up later. And I know that from my own personal experience of getting readings and I'll be like, I don't know what that means, but then sure enough, it pops up later. And I don't always go back to the, the person who gave me the reading and say, guess what? That thing, you know, showed up because if it's a professional situation, I'm not going to take their time that way. <laughs> but, you know, so you just, yeah, it's all about you're still a person, even though you're connecting with this kind of higher understanding and higher perspective. Um, it's still coming through the filter. You know what, Tiffany, what I would love to recommend a couple of, first of all, 
start reading things like just start reading and watching videos like you are today like you are today listening to podcasts reading books because when you start to place your attention in those areas then then it's just going to grow and that's something that that's a quantum physical law that as we place our awareness on something it changes and it grows and it expands so i have a book that you might like to uh read i love reading books on kindle because or and i just read them on my ipad i don't even have a special kindle of a device because it's instant mm-hmm. gratification and I just read it as much as I want to read and then if it starts to become you know not as inspiring for me I'll put it down for a while you know I don't have it's not like school where you have to read every single word I may pick it up again later but um, I think really just chasing your curiosity is a great way to start opening up and understanding your own special gifts so there's one by an author named Penny Pierce and it's called The Intuitive's Way I believe Um and uh, Jarvis is probably going, if you're okay. watching the video, Jarvis will put that up. And also, I there is a teacher who I um, f- am involved with, and she's called, her name is Crystal Ann Compton. And I'm not sure she has this up right now, but she has, she has in the past had a class called Everything Psychic. And this is just an online self-paced class. And her, she really, her prices for her classes are ridiculously underpriced, like for the amount of content she gives. But go on Crystal's site because she has all these really great classes. And um, when you take one of her classes, then you get to have access to this community called the Lightworkers Lab. And that is a fantastic place, a really supportive community, because I think fellowship is really important for this kind of development stage too. having other people who yeah. who support like, yes, I feel that way, too. And this is how it is for me and being able to basically let your freak flag fly. <laughs> OK, <laughs> um, I would add I would also add one other thing to that journaling. Oh, good. Good point. Yes. Because when you journal and then you you go look at it later, like that's how when I met one of my guides, I was journaling about my experience with her for a couple of months. And then I ended up finding out by looking at census records that she was my great grandmother. And I had those names in that journal. So talk about validation, because if I hadn't been journaling it, I'd been like, I'm crazy. That wasn't the name I was thinking of. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's right. right. Wow. That's cool. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, well, and having and having other people as kindred spirits, huge. That really. is huge. Fellowship is big. Yeah. Do you have any friends that are sharing these uh, feelings or experiences right now, Tiffany? No. Okay. No one. Just on first, actually. Well, yeah. Just um, start with your little private. All of the stuff we're talking about here, chasing your curiosity. But mm-hmm. you know, I think really check out Crystal. Her website and the Lightworkers Lab community, um, because I just can't tell you how wonderful and supportive and really yeah. development related it is. All kinds of free education there. Okay. Okay. Thank you so right. much for Thank calling. You. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 We have more calls. Shall we? Shall we take another call or two, Mary Jo? Sure. All right. Great. Sure. That was a great question, by the way, Tiffany. I loved that question. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Oops. Uh, Angelina. Oh, hi, Angelina. How are you? I didn't hear you for a second. Uh, where are you calling from? Hi. I wasn't sure I was on. I'm calling from Orlando, Florida. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome. What is on your mind today? Thank you. I was wondering um, if you had any, I don't know, any messages or any, any guidance um, specifically in the area of just my career, my job, mm-hmm. that 
that area. <laughs> okay, great. Mary Jo, do you uh, want to start? Um, specifically, what um, are you looking to change careers? Or are you looking to do more of this work in your life? No. Um, so I was laid off in November and have been like just on the hunt, you know, for the last six months or so mm-hmm. um, with no with no bites. Um, so I'm kind of questioning, do I completely change careers or do I go back to a previous one that I had just kind of at a crossroads trying to figure out what's next? What mm-hmm. does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I feel into your energy field, I, I do feel this sort of back and forth of um, a little bit of ambivalence over one of your choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's something more positive and more in alignment with what you really want to do that's waiting for you. Yeah, I, I I get that as well. I feel like, like Mary Jo said, one of your choices, I do feel like it is the one that you just left. And so it kind of like if, if you heard Mary Jo's story in the beginning, it was really, you know, she kept, she was walking through glue because basically the field or the universe is, is not, a, you're not aligned with that choice anymore. And that's why the bites mm-hmm. aren't happening. What mm-hmm. I got, I got a positive uh, feeling from when you say go back to something that I used to do, but that is, that is something that can just give you some, com- like um, some stability while mm-hmm. you pursue the positive mm-hmm. thing, because you have, you have something positive in your heart. It feels very artistic and very creative and you know it, but you are afraid to express it. You're afraid like no one is, I've never done this before. You're not supposed to be able to just change your career and start doing this thing. And you haven't really shared it with anyone yet. And you're, you're, you're looking for a, you're, you're hoping right now, like maybe this is validating it a little bit. Is this making sense? You feel this? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, um, um, I think that it's okay to go ahead and find some stability in something else, but mm-hmm. to positively pursue that, that new stuff. So what I keep feeling mm-hmm. is she needs to start blending it. Oh. Start blending that into your life. Um, in in small ways and allow it to keep growing. So I keep hearing blending, keep blending, blending, bringing it in mm-hmm. um, because it feels very deep and very um, mm-hmm. protected, cherished. Mm. Cherished is more the word. Um, and so oh, small God. ways that you can bring it out into the world will help build your confidence and help you to start um, snowballing this and bringing this out in a stronger way without necessarily having Mm -hmm. to make that huge leap. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. in-between stage Mm -hmm. of building some stability makes sense. And just know that what the world may have shown you before about what is possible isn't necessarily true. You can release that what, and go into your heart and what you feel about it and what what excites you about what you could create. Well, isn't wouldn't it be great if I could make X amount of money by doing this thing? And you go, well, no, no one else does this. That doesn't matter. But that's because you're the one who needs to do it. <laughs> that's because that's the flower that you are. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very true. Wow. That, that feels good to you, yeah, Angelina? Yeah, it resonates so much. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that is kind of what's hinging me going forward in that decision. It's never looked like that before. Mm -hmm. How or why did it look like that for me? Right. 
I can. <laughs> I yeah. So just go ahead, and when you when you when that pops up, like no one else does that, that just be like, that's okay. Just release it and say thank you for thank you for your advice, but you can move along. <laughs> thank you for your opinion, and then just keep <laughs> going deep into your own heart and just put together those pieces and set those intentions. You know, say this is the mm-hmm. the you know shiny, beautiful, creative thing that I love. And this is how I want it. This is how I want to express it. And this is, you can be specific about how much money you want to make from it and that kind of stuff and say, these are the pieces and this is my focus. And again, like quantum physics says, we put our awareness on something, it expands. Yeah. And I like that blending, Mary Jo, like you, you can use that old work that's keeping you stable right now so that you're comfortable and relaxed and you can bring it in there Mm -hmm. and just be comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. I keep seeing a path. Mm. there's a I see a path before you um, and mm-hmm. I would encourage you to keep visualizing that path and keep asking what's the next step in that path mm, that's nice ask ask to have the path um, help laying out that path for yourself Angelina yeah mm-hmm. how's that sound sound good to Thank you, you. that's wonderful thank okay. you so much ladies you're so welcome Excellent. thank you for calling Excellent. in let us know how it goes. Check back in another time. I will. I will. <laughs> All right. Great. Bye-bye. Oh, what lovely souls calling in today, huh, Mary Jo? Excellent questions. Yes. <laughs> really great questions. Well, um, let's see. Let's, let's talk about how um, I would love for you to speak on how spiritual awakening and personal development work together. Because when you say mindful living, basically you're talking about that mm-hmm. um, being uh, that path of personal development. And it is a path. It isn't, it isn't a, a, a destination, <laughs> not full, a full destination. You arrive and then you're done. It is, it is, a, it is the journey. So Very yes. much so. So how do these two um, work together? And, yeah, and, and I think that is a most awesome question. Um, and it's, it's taken a lot of episodes to try and address that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I'd like to talk about them separately and then talk about them together. Perfect. Because um, from the spiritual awakening aspect, a lot of people are having spiritual experiences mm-hmm. that, you know, and crazy things like mm-hmm. Kundalini awakening. I did two episodes on Kundalini awakening. I learned so much about my own awakening, just doing those two episodes. Wow. And I have like two pages of symptoms. It's got to be at least a hundred, about a hundred symptoms that are listed on that chart at the end of the script. Um, so many things are happening to so many people and they don't know with it. Right. I mean, I say that in my intro. Mm-hmm. Um, is this also my awakening? Like, is this my development? So when we talk about development, you know, there's there's basically three three steps, three phases. And they talk about this in the book, The Power of Flow, which is um, one of my favorite books. The Power of Flow. Good. The Power of Flow. Um that stage one is, and I tell my clients all the time, come home to yourself. Mm, yes. You know, we send out our energy on missions, as Carolyn May says, uh, we send our energy out on missions all the time. Like, go figure out what's going on over there and over there. I don't feel safe. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So the first step is really to come home to yourself, to feel centered. What's going on with you? What are your needs? What, you know, how to, how to be with yourself without being selfish. Mm-hmm how to really become more centered, understand your own energy, your own, you know, 
character and personality, your own um, spiritual things. Phase two then is then we work in relationship with others because, you know, there's a lot that we also learn. Yes. But the problem is we, we often work in relationship, but we don't have this stage one, mm, right? So mm-hmm. we're, we have difficulty in relationship because we don't know what's going on here. Right. So working with ourselves, working in relationships. So really working that dynamic over time with that development and with tools like mindfulness mm-hmm. and self-development and learning some of the things that I talk about in the podcast, we get to stage three, which is really much more about living in synchronicity and flow. Mm. Now, part of that is that we've done our own clearing work. Yes. That, um, you know, Kundalini is a, is a huge clearing process. Like there's a lot that happens. And if you haven't looked at it before, like I said, when I got fired, you know, I had to kick the can down the road. (laughs) Right. Right. Some things I clearly had to look at in my life and, and, have, I feel like I'm a different person 10 years later. Um, when you start to marry the two of them together, and so you have somebody who's not very mindful, just kind of going along, you know, semi-conscious state, not very spiritually aware, you know, they're just kind of going through life and life, sure. you know, they're in the current of life and things, you know, they may blame life, they may, you know, but the, life seems to carry them along. And they're just, they do what they need to do. Mary Jo, I'm sorry to interrupt, but your microphone is kind of rubbing on your jacket again. Okay. It just, yeah, that's great. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. No, thank you. Um, So then the, someone who is spiritually aware and very mindful, you know, they're able to marry those two things together in a Mm -hmm. very, that's when grace flows. Yes. That's when, you know, you're really living in synchronicity and flow, when Mm -hmm. you have a lot of integrity, courage, you know, all of these um, happens when you align with the flow of the universe rather than making, you know, trying to make it flow your way. That's a great definition. Yes. You're participating in life in a very quantum way that you that you were talking about earlier. Mm hmm. You know, some of the challenges happen when we have spiritual awakening, but we don't have the maturity to hold it. Right. You know, and I was there. I mean, I raised my hand. I mean, I totally was like stuff was happening and I had no capacity or ego strength or life skills to be able to work with it. Um, You know, and in a mild way, you know, I call them rookies. I wrote a book called How to Choose an Energy Healer, and I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, nice. You know, people who are well-meaning, but they, you know, they kind of don't know how to work with this, right? Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, all this is happening. You know, that was me. That's why I got scared and went to school for four years. (laughs) Um, On the worst end, though, are people who use it to manipulate. Of course. And that is possible. That is absolutely possible. People who haven't done the ego work, you know, Mm -hmm. the first half of our life, we we strengthen our ego so that we can let go of it and transcend it. Mm. And that's when we move into the spiritual awakening aspect of it. If we haven't done that ego work, that self-development, you know, there's just the potential for abuse. There's the potential for power over people and, you know, some of those kind of icky things that we don't like to talk about. 
You know, I heard, I don't know if you've heard of this um, author. His name is Amit Goswami. And he, mm-hmm. you've heard of, yes. So I heard him uh, talk about this, which really resonates with me when you're saying that we spend first half of our life basically working out our ego so that we can transcend it. And he discussed the same thing. And by the way, that's why I think a lot of people have this kind of grand metaphysical awakening or opening later in, in life because you've worked out a lot of that stuff. You've done personal development. And I remember um, Gaswami saying that, likening it to, he's like, you know, you, you need to work out. You can become spiritually enlightened and not have have worked out your, you can kind of do a shortcut to enlightenment. So you go up on a mountain, you seclude yourself and you meditate, but you haven't worked out that ego and its sensitivities out there in the world. So then that's when something like certain kinds of religious leaders and they actually are powerful teachers and being around them is enlightening and you feel it, but then they get themselves into scandals because they don't know how to um, not succumb to temptations of, of sex or, you know, drugs or some other kind of social stuff because that ego is still too sensitive and you're unable to control it. So it's kind of, I think that spiritual awakening and that aspect of it is really a catalyst, that kind of, it's a popping open. Mm-hmm. And then the development is a sustaining kind of factor. Um, yes. Yeah. Very true. In fact, my next episode is all about the shadow. Oh, I love it. Yes. Working and on the I shadow. I talk about the work of Debbie Ford and uh, Brene Brown and shame and, you know, how we hold this so closely. I mean, and then I talk about it again. I, for two years, I held that shame around being fired so mm-hmm. tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and shame is just this thing that really looks at such a powerful force on our life. Oh. It is until it pops up and then we see how much is there and how, what, you know, how much we spend our life sort of avoiding it. Mm. But that's just simply the shadow that, you know, things to address, things to be with, um, just allow ourselves to experience all that is here to experience, you know, in mindfulness, we talk a lot in mindfulness about noticing Notice what you notice. Notice what's going on. Notice your intuition. Notice this. That's that's the first step in mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is really allowing yourself um, to hold whatever comes up with acceptance. Mm. To be with whatever is there and hold that with acceptance. But at the heart of it is this purity of connection mm. that once you experience it, it blows your mind. Yes. yes. And, and you just, once you experience it, it's like you want more of it. The yes. purity of that heart connection of seeing that person of being just holding loving presence for yourself and the other mm. and welcoming and accepting and just being curious and everything continues to just unfold in the present moment. Um, Ron Kurtz calls it the pregnant mystery of the moment Mm. that, you know, we spend so much of our time projecting what we think is going to happen. And we don't even know that we're projecting. We don't know that we're in transference with this person. We're just, we keep doing these mindless scripts Noticing is the first step, but then bringing your full self to that experience 
then you're in synchronicity, then you're in flow, then the inner world and the outer world are matched up. And you truly do get how much we create our own experience, that we are creators. Yes. And And see that divine essence. And we can accept our creations. You can accept your creation as um, always a message, as a blessing and a message. So if something is seemingly negative, and I'm using air quotes about that, it's mm-hmm. a message. It's just it's just a messenger, and you created it for a reason. Um, I recently had this really interesting, um, kind of subtle, I mean, it's really not a big deal, but I came home and I was starving and, you know, just had not eaten a meal in time. And so my husband and I ordered... Um, food from Uber Eats. So, you know, I don't know if the whole country has that, but Uber basically has a food delivery service. They go pick up food from a restaurant. And um, I was so hungry and waiting for them to show up. And the delivery, the person delivered it. And I took it inside and it was just completely the wrong order. And it was all stuff that I pretty much can't eat because I can't eat grain. And panicking. And I, I, for a second, and I was like, whoa, that's weird. Bad things don't happen to me. <laughs> I I was surprised by it. I was like, oh, so this must not be a bad thing either because things always go my way. And um, as soon as I did that, then everything started to change. I realized, well, I could eat the Brussels sprouts in the bag. And then they ended up sending us not only our food, but giving us a gift for free. They also gave us a gift certificate for the amount. So we ended up making money on the deal. (laughs) But for a second there, I was like about to panic because the guy was challenged being so hungry. Like the body was kind of compounding that moment. But that mindfulness component just really kicked in. That's my habit now. And I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. This things, things just go my way. Things flow. I created this for some reason. It turned out to be a really cool reason because I noticed that that is my habit for the most part now. I got to see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the way that we, and it's just slowing down that reaction, mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to pause, to really, the spaciousness of opening up, wait a minute. And it creates clarity. Yes. And And peace. And when you opened up, clarity flowed in. Yes, it did. In being in, uh, you know, that deeply mindful state and being in flow, it's like this combination, this dichotomy of deep peace, clarity as well, and also excitement. And I think that's what bliss is. Bliss is peace and excitement at once. Mm Mm-hmm. Jarvis said, hmm, Jarvis, no, that's okay. Jarvis, the producer, he's over there, hmm, he liked that one. Well, and once you experience it, you're like, wow, this is really cool. This is not boring. Yeah, right, it's not boring, that's right. Peaceful is boring, and it's like, no, peaceful is not boring. Right, peaceful is not boring, indeed. Because you just keep staying open, staying open. Wow, look at what's going on here. Wow, this is interesting. And it just leads you on, you know, when Byron Katie, when she does the work, she always talks about when you contemplate the four questions mm-hmm. and people just start writing them. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. Do it in a meditative state. Yes. I love, I love her inquiry because you do have to do it in a meditative state because you can't be literal in order to really make the discovery. Um, if you all haven't heard of uh, Byron Katie, um, Loving What Is is a book that, and I actually have it on audio, and I love listening to that when I'm driving. So I highly recommend Byron Katie's uh, teaching. So fascinating. It's just so profound, I think. And it talks about 
you know, being free of that mind chatter that we're talking about mm-hmm. and being, and just being able to really deeply recognize your creations, I think is, is how it pertains to what we're talking about. Well, and what was interesting was uh, my coach had the book laying out when I was in her waiting room and I started reading it and I went home and I bought it. But when I started reading it, I, at the time I was going on long walks, like mm-hmm. hour and a half, two hour walks every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was as I was walking, suddenly my mind screen, I was like, it was like a ticker tape of all my thoughts going across. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Wow. Look at my thoughts. Look at, look at what's going on. And I was able to really observe them. And it really caused a, an awakening experience in me. Like a disidentification from them. So you aren't your thoughts. They're, they, you have your thoughts. You own them. Oh, you know, we have a call. We have a few minutes left and we have a call. Excellent. Is that, let's take a, a quick yes. call yes. and then we'll probably have to sign off after that. <laughs> Hi there. Who's this? Hello. Uh, this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Where are you calling from? Hello. I'm calling from the Chicago area. Hi, sweetheart. What's on your mind today? Well, um, I was actually kind of curious, um, like you guys were talking about kind of flow and being in the moment. Um, and I'm kind of curious if this is kind of along those lines. So like I was traveling to Canada for work and the funniest thing before I left, uh, two weeks ago, I said, Oh, just, just watch with my luck. I'm going to meet the guy of my dreams up in Canada. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Lo and behold, I met a guy <laughs> while I was up there and we completely hit it off. Oh. Like the, the rest of the week that we, that I was up there that week, we spent as much time as we could. Um, I was up there just this past week again, and then I'm going to see him again next weekend because I have to go up for work again. Um, and he's just like, oh my God, I've never met a girl like you. It's like, who are you? Where did you come from? Oh. I mean, we're both just like, this is just incredible, but we're both like, but you live in another country. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of curious on, you know, like that, that whole thing. Like, is, is that just something that we can ultimately make work? Or is that just kind of like one of us put that out there that we were going to meet a fabulous person and we did? Well, I think that the choices are quite dynamic. I think it's yes to all of those things. Unfortunately, there's no, there's no yes, it's going to work. And, in, and by the way, if, for, if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean you weren't in flow when it all happened. It doesn't negate your wonderful experiences, you know. You, you, we have, we have um, free will in every single moment. And so we get to experience something with someone and then decide if we want to continue to have experiences together. That, what do you think, Mary Jo? Would you agree? I mean, I definitely say the short answer: yes, of course, that's flow. Of course, that's intuitive. You know, and what it's going to mean next is up to you guys. Is what I think. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll share with you. When I was eighteen, I had told somebody that I'm going to marry a man who's between fifteen and twenty years older than me. <laughs> and now, when you're eighteen, that's a pretty remarkable statement. Yeah. <laughs> that is. And that's weird. It, it took twenty years for that to come true, and it happened. And it happened. Oh my, my husband gosh. is 16 years older than I am. <laughs> just between 16, you said 15 and 20? So you just yeah. made it over the line. <laughs> so he just made, yeah, he just made it. He just made the cut. <laughs> but here's the funny thing is that in that 20-year span, I kept saying, and I married a guy who was four years younger than me the first time, right? And I kept saying, I'm supposed to marry a guy 15 to 20 years older than me. <laughs> And in those 20 years, I met a lot of guys who were between 15 and 20 years older than me. Tons of guys, you know, at work, uh, all over the place. But when I met him, 
I knew. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and so that premonition, you know, I love the synchronicity of what you're sharing yeah. and the premonition of, you know, I'm going to meet a guy and, you know, we can talk about lives between lives, which is a couple of episodes, you yep. know, it may have been predestined, right? Like, but just keep flowing with it. Just keep staying present, mindful. What does this feel like? And just keep deciding, keep deciding mm-hmm. in alignment with your own self and him and for each other. Right. And, you know, that whole we live in different countries and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to deal with that right now. That's not that's not to be dealt with today, you know. So just again, that again, going okay. back to staying present and following that excitement, whatever it is, because when we feel excitement, that means we're resonating, we're aligning with our higher self. And that's the clue. Well, the funny thing is, it's like he, he, um, he's like, we're getting married. He's like, we're just totally getting married. And it doesn't scare me. Anytime anybody else has ever said that, I'm like, I get scared. I mean, I've been married before, mm-hmm. but like the ex-boyfriend, when he was talking about that, I just, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I kept pushing off the subject and it doesn't scare me. That's great. Yeah. Just keep going, going with all of those feelings. I feel that in you. Yes, I do. It feels peaceful. It feels like that excitement and peace at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. Let us know how it goes. Lisa, thanks for calling. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I think we just have about a minute or so left. Mary Jo, will you tell everyone again how they can get in contact with you? Sure. The best way is through my website, maryjopulio.com. And that's M-A-R-I-J-O. My sister liked to double dot the I and the J. So it's M-A-R-I-J-O. P-U-L-E-O. P-U-L-E-O. Com. And your podcast? Is Mindful Living Spiritual Awakening. It's on iTunes. It's on Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, a, a ton of places that you can find it. Again, very, very um, informative, very educational, very resourceful. And, um, you know, and Mary Jo has a ton of services up on her website as well. So, um, well, that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary Jo Puglio, for being here with us today on Mother's Day. And Charmed Life um, is at live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Facebook and Periscope and also on Universal Broadcasting Network. That's ubnradio.com, channel one. And so until next week, I'm Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.